This is the Gary V Audio Experience. What's up, podcast? This episode is a YouTube archives clip from January that features six of Gary's strategic ways to sell without selling. Each is so important and can really help you win in the macro. Hope you enjoy and let us know what you thought on Twitter by tweeting at Gary V. Number one, brand is greater than sales. This answer focuses on why branding is more important than monetization. If you're selling self-published books and digital courses, you're limiting the upside of your speaking career because you're doing sales over brand. The reason I'm one of the highest paid speakers is because all of you are so bought into me because I don't sell you a thousand dollar thing that you will do something like this or you will pay 2,000 bucks to get a ticket to a big, like, so one of the things to think about, you, it's your business. You have options. You have more like what I had, which is you have economics in the business that are doing well. I would tell you to not monetize your audience for as long as you possibly can because that's gonna build more economics in the back end, but I do. Yeah. I, I only build brand because I'm not selling it. Right. I'm gonna use it. now. The one caveat to that is you need enough sales so you don't go out of business in your ideological marathon, right? right? But as much as you can build on brand, brand always pays. The reason Tommy Hilfiger and Fila are back on 15-year-olds' bodies is because it's a brand. It wasn't because they had good sales. Brand, always brand. That's why Transformers and Spider-Man and Aquaman and Wonder Woman open. Number two, scaling a business. Gary says growing your company requires two important traits, humility and patience. One of the reasons people don't scale well is they like to, they don't even realize it. You might not even realize your subconscious, you know, we talk about subconscious bias for like female, minorities. There's subconscious bias as an operator. You get the high that you're so good at everything, you actually don't want to hire somebody to do something that does it better than you. Or you love doing it. You like love knocking on the doors, so you don't want to let somebody do that while you make a podcast. But scaling a business comes at two very important traits. One, humility, and two, patience. Also auditing your 24 hours. So if you're sleeping six, seven, eight, nine hours, what are you doing the rest of the time? And what do you need? Like you might say, Gary, cool, I've listened to all your but I need three hours a night of Netflix. That's how I decompose. I'm like, mazel tov. Then like, let's go back to your eight hours that you work. Like, what are you doing every minute? Like, that's where this has gotten so, the reason I can do, like, it's scary to me how lazy I think the 29-year-old me is. And he was a workaholic. It's not that I try any harder, it's that I'm dramatically more efficient. It's a game of, and this is for a lot of you, scaling is predicated on your ambition versus what you're interested in in your lifestyle at that current moment. The reason I'm great at scaling is I don't want anything fancy. My most devastating business decisions have been predicated at the moments when I bought my two homes. I passed, I've never said this this clearly, I passed on Uber because I bought an apartment. If I had just stayed in the apartment I was in for one more year, I would have $400 million that I don't have right now. That's about as basic as I can say it. Number three, go all in on LinkedIn. Figure out what form of content is natural to you, written, audio, or video. This is important if you're in a B2B business as LinkedIn is crucial for you. You should be producing an ungodly amount of LinkedIn content 
uh, in whatever form of communication comes more, most naturally to you. Written, audio, or video. I couldn't be more bullish on LinkedIn as a content B2B place. Couldn't. I'm obsessed with it. It's grossly underpriced. The ads are expensive-ish, because they have a floor. They don't do what Google and Facebook does, which starts at the bottom. They have like a cost on the CPM. But organic traction is real. Like just putting your LinkedIn profile that puts out content URL in your email signature as somebody who emails a lot is enough of a match to start your LinkedIn content career. Number four, creating ads on social media. Gary believes you need to make more content specifically to use as ads. This will allow you to get hyper-targeted to your different types of consumers. Like everyone's like, Facebook doesn't work anymore. I'm like, no, no, no. The ad that was working for you has been saturated and it's costing you more and converting less because the people that would convert on the first thing have converted and the feed's getting more competitive. You need to make more content. This feed is busy. If it's not contextual, it's not getting consumed. You can literally be like, hey, are you a 42-year-old woman? And run it against 42-year-old women. It is crazy. You will scale from 800 to 2 million pretty quickly if you get Facebook and Instagram ads right. And the way you do that is literally your phone. Video after video after video. Now you've made it, notice how my framework works so well for you. Now that you're all in on you, you can do it on the FaceTime, you don't need, you don't need DRock. Like, hey Atlanta, I'm coming through. Hey Atlanta Falcon fans, I'm coming through. Running against Atlanta Falcon fans. Guys, buying ads for everyone is real. Like, I don't care what you do, concrete, pools, like, so, but the magic is in the long tail of it. Imagine if you're only talking to African-American females, what you're gonna say in that camera versus talking to middle America 60-year-olds who care about our military. It's gonna be a completely different video. Totally different. People, people say things to me like in YouTube because I have so many vlogs, they're like, Gary, why are you changing your adjectives like they, they try to razz me for pandering to my audience. I'm like, like, they're like, when you're in Atlanta in the hood, you're, you're using slang. Like, I'm like, right, that's yeah. subconscious. Like in the same way that when I'm talking to a six year old, I'm talking, like adjusting to your audience is my natural state. It's not a bad thing, it's a great thing. It's why I connect with so many different people. You know? Mm-hmm. So that's how I think about content. Like that's what you should be doing. Number five, influencer marketing. The value of underpriced attention is unmatched. Make sure you're taking advantage of it. When Seinfeld's the number one show on television, you run commercials. You shouldn't be sitting around predicting if Sally Magoo, the surfer, is going to be around in five years. You should buy her when she's underpriced attention. If you tell me that the three, five million people are so underpriced based on your budget and based on what you or us thought the value of that post was or video content, well then I'd be like, let's do it. Right. To me it's a buy. It's like, like, do you buy one home or three homes? Well if you can buy three homes for one one hundredth of the value of that home. If you can buy a $400,000 home for $1,000, they wanna sell you that home for $1,000 and you have to buy all three of their homes that are worth 400000 but you're paying 3000 you buy those three homes and figure it out later. That's how I think about influencers. Right. There's micro-influencers that aren't worth their $80 for the little photo. Oh, yeah. totally. 
and then there's people that are, you know. The holy grail is creating an influencer team that understands how to work with seven billion people and understand if they're a good deal or not and make that deal. That's how I think about it. That is my holy grail of influencer marketing. I can price every person on earth and then when I speak to them, I can know if it's a good deal or not and then I want to maximize my $100,000 on the $100,000 best buy because I bought $18 million worth of awareness for 100,000. Now that is fantasy land, but the closest you can get to that. So what does that mean? You start casting long, wide nets. You have 15 interns that work for free or minimum wage to DM everybody on earth and ask them how much they cost. Like, There's a lot of things you can then decide to do, but it is not an either or. Do we bet on these three people and they're gonna be 15 million followers versus, because you know, because you're doing it. Mm-hmm. It's not about how many followers. No. Number six, creating content as your leverage. In this segment, Gary explains the important concept of hosting the party and how to use it to your advantage. My favorite marketing principle is the high school party rule, which is if all of you think back to high school right now and think about the person that was a CD popular kid by junior year but started throwing parties where cool kids could go and drink and hook up, they became way more popular on the arbitrage that their parents weren't around. That's basically how I think you should handle this. I think you should start a podcast and just interview the people that you actually want to do business with and now you've won. Literally the entire, you, you sending an email with the title saying, I'd love to have you on our podcast to know your journey and thoughts of the current state of blank are gonna get a hell of a lot more responses than do you need to place a front end developer? Now all of a sudden, you're the first person ever to say that Karen or Rick, the technology decision maker at a company, is worthy of a 45 minute podcast. They share that with their 13 friends on Facebook. It's also gonna be the fact that you're gonna be the first person they reach out to when they, like literally, you host the party. That will work. Thanks guys for listening. Please, please, please share the podcast and make sure you've subscribed because a bunch of you aren't subscribed and more importantly, a bunch of you listen every day and haven't told your friends it's the best podcast in the world. I'm watching. (laughs) Have a great day.